I can I recognize them. She was having a meeting with some of these people, and they were going over the writings of some obscure, unpopular, non-duality presenter, and uh, very difficult to understand. Very difficult, but I tried my best, and so it was like a talk that he gave in Italy, and it was the first day. There was no uh, preamble or. It was just uh, the screen and the film, you know, the film and the screen. It's a famous uh, example. Ramana Maharshi uses it and stuff. So the screen obviously represents the absoluteness, yes? And then you can say appearing in it or on it. If you want to follow the example of screen, it would be on it. There's a movie. And, and so this is it, or a dreaming. So the dreaming is sort of like a movie. Yeah. Now, and the question was uh, self, the idea of self. Now, the idea of self that we have is self is just representing a much longer active definition called selfing. Yeah. So coming out of recovery, we use the term self, small s, like in other speaking like Ramana Maharshi used an, a capital S to mean everything, or let's say what we sometimes imply as awareness, he would say it was self, the big S self. We're speaking about the small S self, and it's just a name to put on an activity called selfing, yes? It's easier. We couldn't, we don't want to describe selfing every other sentence, so we use the word self. So, but... The word self is a made-up culmination, yeah, of the claiming of an activity called selfing. Yeah. So the activity is playing right now in your theater, like it or not. And it's presenting itself as you and has a narration and presents a lot of false evidence, really. And it relies on that you what you really are, are, is going to consent to this, it's going to be like manufactured consent. So basically, what's going to give a living sense of self is not the selfing, it's us, yeah? We're the only color machine here. We're the only depth maker here. We're the only large spectrum, us, as reality, yeah? And reality is manifesting seemingly. Let's we're using these terms. Manifesting could be called dreaming, yes. So as the Course of Miracles talks about this, we're dreaming. Yeah, we are the dreaming of the dreaming. Yeah. That means we're it, yes. The dreaming of the dreaming is not not dreaming, yes. The dreaming of the dreaming is something else, yes. And it's not a, the dreamt. The dreamt is of the dreaming, yes? That which is dreaming is not of the dreaming, yeah? It's of something else. Let's call it awareness or inherent condition or whatever, absolute. But that which is dreaming is not dreaming. It's not, the, it's not in the dream, so to speak. It's not the dreamt. It's of something else. So, yeah, so let's say my, mind, M-mind, 
in stillness would be that awareness and in activity or in uh, manifesting, it would be dreaming. Yeah. So everything in the dreaming, that includes the dreamt. Yeah. Is not that which is dreaming. Yeah. So as Hoang Po said, whatever can be perceived cannot be perceiving. So what we're calling the perceiver can be perceived by everyone here, yes? The head's calling this body the perceiver. It says this body is Paul and Paul is what's conscious. Paul is consciousness and Paul can either become more conscious or less conscious, but the consciousness isn't the main player, it's Paul, yeah? So Paul, if it wants to avoid shit, it can live a life of unconsciousness. If it sort of goes through some things, it may start living a life of consciousness. But Paul is the one that's doing or the one who has that attribute. Yes? That's the dreamt, isn't it? Yeah. So Paul is the dreamt or that which can be perceived. And therefore, that which can be perceived cannot be perceiving. And that which is dreamt cannot be the dreaming. Yeah, it's the same basic same thing. That what's whatever can be perceived cannot be perceiving. Whatever can be seen in the dream is not what's dreaming. Yes, yeah. It's just these are like rulers, so that basically your the heads drive to find an exemption. You just slap it down with this ruler. Yes, it just sort of cuts the whole. Uh, the imaginary legs out of it. Every time it's it tries to hear this, but it's living as an exemption of what it's hearing, yes? I am the only one, I am the full embodiment of the dreaming as the dreamt. <laughs> Someone else thought that, I think. He was a teacher and I believed he believed or the way it was presented, that he was the complete embodiment of the non-body uh, whatever, yeah? And yet he, he suddenly died from a heart attack. It didn't seem like he had any uh, pre-notice that he, his passing away was going to come, because I would imagine he would have set up a festival for it, yeah? But he just dropped dead. So you would think that if he was the complete aware embodiment of that which is not embodied, as the body experience, he would have known something, I would think, yeah? So this idea is just something to bypass. So whatever can be perceived cannot be perceiving. Whatever is dreamt cannot be the dreaming, obviously, yeah? So please. So when we go, you're the dreaming of the dream, we don't, we don't see it as you as a body. We're not thinking it's you that's dreaming the dream. You aren't even dreaming the night dream. <laughs> yeah, it's just something that's claimed when you wake up. <laughs> you don't turn over the night dream and said, made in Paul or made by Paul. It may be made in Paul, but it's not made by Paul. Yeah. <laughs> so these assumptions, these are the misunderstandings that satsang, I hope, or the understandings rooted in non-duality, I hope, would bring into stark contrast. You would recognize it. It's sort of like we were talking last week with, I think, Andrew, 
and uh, something happened. And then he saw that what he called him try to rise up and understand it. I said, that's great because that wasn't you. That's the whole point of the satsang. Uh, the satsang draws shit out of the out of the weeds so you can see it yeah you know what i mean you may have an idea of what the turtle is like but when it's got its head stuck in you may call it a rock or something like that if you get a little bit of a like some cabbage or sell uh whatever you call it lettuce the head will come out and then you oh there's the freaking turtle or the tortoise yeah <laughs> Yeah, I thought it was a tortoise, but I never really, now I've seen it. And that's where, you know, the set, the, the sword of Zen, you know, the, the sharp sword of the clarity of understanding does what? It, bring, it, it, it allows a sudden recognition of the misunderstanding, yeah? So you, it's sort of like the old story with, uh, it's like a joke that you can only tell once because if you already know the punchline, it won't be funny. Well, that is the snake and the rope, yes? Once you see that snake and you see it truly as the rope, you're probably never going to see it as a snake again. Yeah, it's sort of been, the dispute is over. Yeah, it's sort of like a sudden whack. It doesn't matter how long you've thought it was a snake or how many ways you thought it was a snake, as soon as you see it as the rope, it's pretty much done. Yes? Yeah. Why is that? Yeah. To keep seeing it as a snake takes a lot of support and reinforcement. When you see it as a rope, it's a done deal. Yeah? You don't have to keep saying it's a rope, it's a rope, it's a rope, because it's a rope. Yeah, it has one quality the snake doesn't have. It's a rope. Yeah, <laughs> you can you can call a rope a snake millions of times. It just it's not going to turn it into a snake. It just ain't. Yeah, but all you need to do is see the snake as the rope, and that's that. Yeah, the two the same two uh, accessories are there. Well, there's one, it's just rope, but there was an appearance that was a snake. So obviously, which needs to be negated? The rope that's actually there or the snake that's an appearance that's derived at looking at the, at the rope, yes? Obviously the snake, yes? So in this uh, example, the, the rope would be positive, let's say, or affirmative, and the snake would be negative, yes? It's not based on anything, but the, the rope is based on the rope, yeah? It's very clear and clean, yeah? So when you see you're not the snake, you see that from the rope. And usually when people see they're not a snake, they say they've always been the rope. What, when you see the rope as a snake, the head to have you believe that you've always been the snake takes a lot of fucking mental activity. Why do you think the mental state gets obsessed so much? It's a way of reinforcing the identity as the snake, yes? Because it doesn't hold water. If you just left it, it would immediately fall into, it would like 
the, the snake would disappear. The whole idea of snake would molt. It would completely fall apart. And the rope would be the rope because it was always the rope. Yeah, this is what we're dealing with here. We're believing like you've got to convince yourself that the message of satsang is true. No, you don't. Because it's true. There's no need to begin. You definitely have to convince yourself about what you're not <laughs> because it's not true. It's just that simple. Not true. Lots of work to make it to seem to be true. True. No work to make it seem to be true because it is true. Yeah. One message quite disarming because we're talking from the rope of, about the snake to the rope. It's very disarming. Yeah, the snake may get very agitated and upset and, and you know, gather its forces and it's, oh, I've been a loser snake. I'll never be loved. That's this, whatever it's going to do. But basically, the solution doesn't need a lot of screaming. Yeah, because it's the solution. Why you feel you need to do uh, use a lot of thought and effort to get somewhere because your whole sense of identification is based on thought and effort. <laughs> That's what it's based on. The effort of claiming every freaking thing and the thinking and incessantly over it, yeah? So you believe, well, that's the way I am. It must be what I truly am, which is just a little aggregate of what I am now, but pure, uh, pure, uh, Whatever, but you know what I mean? Just a little bit of a polish or two. It'll, it'll be just like new, yeah? So basically we look at what we are from what we're not and we look at it only the way what we're not can see it. So we're believing it's gonna take a lot of fucking work. It's good, yeah, because how much work does it take if you're six feet to, to be six four? A lot of fucking work. You got to wear high heels and maybe you're a guy. It's going to change a lot of ways people react, react to you. There's a lot of work involved in it. You know, you want to be thinner, but you got 60 extra pounds. It's going to be a lot of work to try to drop those with that weight. Yeah. Or you're, you tend to lead to, to baldness and you want a whole mane of hair like a lion. Yeah. That's a lot of work. Operations, fucking plugs, whatever. And it has no there's only hope that's driving it. It's probably not going to work. But this message is, you're already that. How much easier do you want it? You don't even have to put on half your outfit to come to these meetings. You could be completely naked from the waist down. You, <laughs> you, decide, you decide the atmosphere, the lighting, how much, I swear to God, it's like it's being served on a platter. You should be able to ring a bell like the virtual hand, which is you're always going to get an answer. Ring a bell and get some food set in. Yeah. So this could be like a dinner, a, like a lounge at a dinner. Throw a little satsang, some gourmet fucking radishes. Yeah. I mean, it's so, and yet still, every, every, every great exclamation of the truth is followed with, but, but what it, let me give you a weird hypothetical. I know I'm a man, but I'm gonna I'm gonna think I'm a woman. And what am I gonna do with the four kids? Give me a freaking break. Yes. This is simple. You're it. Yeah. 
And what rises to claim that, you're not. Okay? That's the beauty of the message. You're it, and then see who comes to claim it. You know, this is the way they used to try to catch you sometimes back east. The way they try to catch me is they sent me a letter, the police, but the title on the letter was the, the Fugitive Squad, so it set me off. I was living in California, and they told me I had to go back to New York and surrender at 9 o'clock in the morning on Monday. And immediately I, I looked and tried to buy a ticket to get there. Of course not. I wasn't going to do shit. <laughs> you know what I mean? I wasn't going to do anything. But here, you know, they would set up free refrigerators, and these people would come in, and they'd have to show you papers, and they'd arrest, they'd arrest you. Yeah? So here you go. None of that's going on here. It's simple. You're it. Yeah. And then see what arises. And what arises is not you. Yeah. If you are the force, first one to arise, everything else that is arising is not you. Yes? If you are always arisen, if you're always there, then everything that comes and goes cannot possibly be you. Yeah? And what's going to happen? Just the modicum of interest in the message is going to cause a loss of interest in what you're not. And then all that heavy lifting for what you're not to try to become what it is will be lifted. You'll be lifted from the heavy lifting. Yeah. You'll be freed from the need to be liberated because what needs to be liberated is not you. Yeah. The unsuspected inner resource will stay unsuspected to the you that you're not. Yeah. Please do not try to describe what you are to what you're not. It's just going to make up a picture of it. Yeah. And that picture is going to, you, you're going to say no to a lot of beautiful deliveries in your life because it's not going to fit the picture you thought it was going to arrive as. Yeah. Let it stay an unsuspected resource. Yeah. Send the head around the corner, get into Yankee blogs or watch Bloodline. If you're thinking you want to save the world, have someone there to stop you from leaving the house. Just freaking chill out. Yes? Yeah. And admit you can't chill out. And then you'll see, you know what? It's beautiful when you admit you can't chill out because that which cannot chill out is not you. So when you are finally admit it, you'll see it. Yeah? If you keep trying to make it do something it can't do, yeah, you'll give it all the power it has. If you just see its own futilities as not yours, that's the hallelujah we're speaking of, yeah? It's readily available. I've seen so many fucking heads pop in Zoom, and I can't even believe Zoom is like four platforms away, so to speak, from a live meeting, and yet it works anyway mind-boggling to me really yeah the power the you are so powerful you could be listening to an ai of paul hederman and it wouldn't matter because it's not paul hederman you are it yeah and you can make anything you ever hear be that which is gonna create that call in you it doesn't matter I'm all of these people are replaceable. You're not. Yeah. 
Yeah, so I'm stoked to be here. The, uh, the thing was the screen and uh, the idea of self. I got lost on that way. But let's say, okay, there's a movie on a screen. Before the movie starts, let's weigh the screen. Now put the movie on the screen and weigh the screen. Does it weigh the same? Yeah. There's no weight in the movie. The movie is an appearance on the screen, yeah? The screen is not an appearance. That's why it's called a screen, yeah? What's appearing on the screen is the movie. What's appearing on the screen are characters or dreamt characters, yes? You and I are the dreaming of the dream. You and I are not the dreamt of the dreaming, yeah? We have a completely different role. We're more attuned to the screen than the movie, yes? And whatever movie you project on that screen, it's not gonna go that deep into the screen. As soon as the movie's over, its effects are gone, yes? And then you can run a completely opposite movie, like a documentary, and that will leave no marks, yeah? And you know what, I bet you, the most important aspect of any movie theater was the easiest one to get. You bought one screen yeah, and you've shown thousands of movies on it, yeah? One screen, thousands of movies. Yeah. We're appearing and in this screen, this movie we're appearing in, there's governments, there's taxation, there's illnesses, there's a lots of things you travel through, yeah? And you need to render unto Caesars what Caesars, or if you don't want to, be accountable for what's gonna happen or what may never happen, yeah? You may quote unquote, get away with it all, who knows, yeah? But there is penalties that are in and of the movie. Knowing you're the screen isn't a get out of jail card, yeah? it's going to allow you to travel lighter through your time in jail. Yeah. It's not going to preclude you're never going to go to jail. You're never going to get sick. You're not because you never did, obviously, but the action figure is going to go through what it goes through. Yeah. And the greatest hope of that action figure is just to be able to travel lighter through it. And I believe this is readily available just by hearing satsang, tell you the truth because you're gonna lose interest in the action figure. Yeah, you are. And that interest and attention will go right through the movie to the screen from whence where it comes. As Ramana said, the greatest thing about the self-inquiry is that if you follow anything back to the source, there you are, yeah? So interest and attention, when it loses interest in the character of the movie, it may see some beautiful colors of the movie. It may see the movie completely different without being the star of it. It may be an incredible event, yeah? Much different than it was you carrying a heavy load, expecting it to be different every second, yeah? But the point is coming that influence of the screen because it's had millions of movies appear on it, is going to allow you to travel lighter through this event. And it is an event, yeah? 
it seemed to start in time and it's going to end in time, yeah? To me, the greatest gift I've ever gotten is traveling lighter, tell you the truth, yeah? It's, it's dog shit awareness, completely reliable. Once you stick, step in it, you ever try to get dog shit off or out of your shoes, especially these new hiking shoes? It's fucking unbelievable. You have to stop your whole day, get a freaking scalpel of shit and a hose. I mean, it's very difficult to get rid of dog shit awareness. Yeah, it is. If you step on it and you don't try to do anything, you're going to have every step you take, you're going to be walking with it. Yeah. Yeah. Do you believe that there is some, there's like a, an assortment box of awareness? Can you like, you know, you get those candies where there's 30 different candies. Do you think there's an assortment box of awareness where there's radical awareness, pure awareness, extreme awareness? Give me a freaking break. It's like what Starbucks did, did to coffee. They have one product, a bean, and they make 50 fucking drinks out of it. And I'd say probably 49 of them suck. Yeah. So we love the word dog shit awareness with our hopes of a reaction. Who's who the hell is going to tell you? All right, here's the flow, the infinite flow of awareness. Who's going to tell you? Oh, here's some pure. Oh, no, back to radical. No, there's not. <laughs> Where did it pick up these fucking adjectives? Yeah, it's awareness. Yeah. Awakeness. Most of us wish we weren't awake, really. Because the way the game's been set up, it sort of sucks being awake all the time, yeah? Two in the morning, you look at your Labrador, it's fucking snoring and farting. It's, you ever see cats sleep? They sleep like unbelievable. They, have, they look like the most comfortable fuckers I've ever noticed, yeah? They just... Humans are moving, fucking getting up at two, taking another pill. They have apnea. There are tons of shit going on. Yeah, tons of things. Yeah. So this assortment, let's just think, keep it simple. Do you, not meaning Esther or Paul or Bill, but do you, express conscious contact yeah is there something going on that makes you aware of other things going on yeah and do you really think you have a lot to do with that something that's going on it seems to be more moving through you than being as you yeah it seems to be moving through this thing yeah and which would come first? Do you think the chicken or the egg? So here, do you think the seer or the seeing? Which is the, which is the basis and which is an add-on? Is the seeing an add-on and the basis is the seer or is it the other way? Is the basis seeing and the add-on is seer? I would say it's the second one, yeah? Seeing, hearing, feeling, tasting, touching, see or hear or feel or felt, touched, toucher, yeah, and thinker, okay? So now, 
for the thinker, it's essential that there's thinking. <laughs> there's no fucking way you would you would arrive at the idea of being the thinker, but through thinking. <laughs> there's no other way. Yeah. Seer, but through seeing, hearing, but through, you know, the hearer, but through hearing. Yeah. Now, if that's an add-on, do you think it could be chopped up a little bit? Could there be, instead of completely all the attention and interest going to the add-on, do you think it could be reverted back to the seeing, the hearing, the feeling quite easily, really? The tasting, the touching? Because that's actually a, a much more clearer description of what's happening, yeah? They're seeing, and then there's something seen, but they're seeing. And you could say the seeing includes the something seen, yeah? But they're seeing, hearing, feeling, tasting, touching. Do you start out there during the day? Or does your head start out as the seer, the thinker, the feeler, the taster, the touching? Yeah? And all the day, all the things that happen, aren't they in a sense used to disguise the basic structure or the basic foundation? Yeah? So all the obsession with what you've seen as the seer is, is reinforcing that basis of the seer is first and then the seeing, yeah? Can you imagine what could happen if you're asked backwards from there? Two-minute experiment, sit here. I, I'm seeing green out of a window. Yeah, way before the seer can arise. <laughs> the seeing always is first, and then the seer. What the seer does, it neuters everything because it says it's the hi historical seer. So as Ramana explained, it's presupposed before all the new seeing. Yeah, presupposed. In other words, it's imagined to be there when it's not there. So when the claiming of seeing happens, you're imagined to be the historical seer. Yeah. So the after stays the before, and now you're trying to look for the before as something that's after you. Yeah. Do you think it's going to go well? And do you think it's going to be corrected at the 40th step? Why not go here? As You know, 800 satsangs, but one would erase all the 800 ones if you actually heard it, which is whatever can be perceived cannot be perceiving. Because that is fundamentally telling the truth about the basis of every day in all of our lives. Yeah. And then go right from there and listen to the head just for three minutes or so. And you see the whole narration of the head, the whole one is based on the opposite. It's based on that which is perceived is what's perceiving. That's it. Do we have to go on and on and on? You sit with that, see where it does. Shit's gonna shake out, you know? Yeah, you have, we used to have the old story. I think I used it the other week. I like it because you'll never hear it from anyone else. The story about the tumor, you know, so a guy has a tumor on his right side and he's under a misunderstanding that the tumor is him. Yeah. 
So the possibility of removing it is not available. It's him. So it has to, he now has to fit himself around this tumor. So first, you know, he sees a nice shirt he likes. It's got to get tailored to fit around this tumor. Yes. He's now going on weird fucking dark web sites where there's tumor love. You can meet people with tumors and hopefully match up with a, the right tumor and the lady has a left tumor. Yeah. And this whole, your whole life is really fit around this idea of a tumor. And then someone comes in and says, hey, you know, you could have that removed surgically. What? Yeah. And you would think you would rush right to that, that solution. But now you're invested in a lot of fucking clothes. Some of them designer clothes from Italy. Yeah. That you got tailored to fit around this tumor. Your girlfriend may leave you if you're tumorless. All this shit happens. Yes. So to the head, the head has a huge investment to keep that tumor around. Now, the next message of the message is to see you're not that. Yeah, because you've been thinking that would be the, rushing right towards the solution when it was ever made available. And you see it's not rushing towards the solution because it was never available to, to, to the solution. Yeah, you now see it and hopefully it's framed as not you. Please, not you. And then lots of peace. And in another example, uh-oh, some things are oh, not me. Yeah. And after a while, because it's true, you don't have to try to make it true. Yeah, it's a knowledge that doesn't need reinforcement. It doesn't matter how old you get, no matter how far you travel, it's there. Just like that idea that you have a house when you go to work. If you stay overtime at work, it doesn't become more convincing that you don't have a house. Yeah, it's a knowledge that's not up to uh, debate. Yeah, it's beautiful. And we all are equipped with it. It's the ability to be convinced. That is not an ability the mental state has, but we have it, yes? So when the truth is revealed, the truth may be found. And when this truth is found, it can never be lost. Yes. Boom. That's a place to rest. Yeah. Do all your shenanigans, running around like crazy, getting in, interested in shit that's not that interesting, doing this, doing that, blah, blah, blah. And no matter how high you fly, you're going to land the same place. No matter how far you traveled, you're going to land the same place. After a while, it's a your whole life is based on having never left. It's quite nice, yes? Yeah. Hmm. All right, Mike. Are you ready for David? David down under? Am I ready for David? I better not think about that. Just show him in. Mr. David. David. I'm down under. Hello, everyone. Hello, Paul. I forgot what I was going to say, but it, Great. I think. Yeah. Oh, I stop I right there. Gonna, Put down that virtual hand. I think I was going to have a I think I was going to have an attempt at pissing you off and say, "What? When do I get to understand this?" Message is working. 
<laughs> forgot the question. That's great. Yeah, I have got a little story though. I, I, it's like insanity. I love it. Every now and again, I just yeah. Every now and again, I like to sit in bed and pull the doona up above my toes and just have a look at my toes. <laughs> like just have a Your look toes? at them. Yeah, just my toes. Yeah, Your and toes? usually it's. Or my toe, the big one on the right foot, to be precise. I like to look at it, and and I like to say to it, right? Need a little face on the nail and stuff. Yeah, I, sometimes I'll draw a little face just on those wrinkles of its knuckle, you know, and shit like that. But anyway, let me keep going. And I like to say to it, uh, right? you run the show for a while, you know, like um, and I say, like you be quiet up there. Don't you try to speak through the toe. I just want you to you, you to fucking like like organize everything, get everything fucking going, you know. And that's about it. That's all I got. I just thought I'd share that. Life nothing, better with the toe running it. Yeah, and nothing happens. It's, act, it's actually really relaxing. When I give all the responsibility to the toe and perceive. When up here is trying to talk through the toe. He always like, has four extra helpers, which isn't bad. He's exactly got the other right. four toes in line. They can't go that far from the big toe. Well, I haven't got to them. I haven't got to them yet. I feel like they feel like that he's the leader anyway. So it, <laughs> it's up with the big toe. Wherever it goes, they go. That's it, baby. Yeah, that's, that's all I've got. You get those weird. Pinkies that face the other way. I think that's from wearing too tight shoes, maybe. Well, for years yeah. I perceived I perceived them as useless, but they've got to they've got to be there for some reason, and it's not their fault they're default. Looking like you said, it's the weird ass shoes that we wear. Right, man. The big toe gets all the credit, but the heavy yeah. lifting's done by the other toes. Might be. They're a good support base for the big toe. I think so. Yes. The but anyway, that. Left behind. That's all. That's all I had. It's really how. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. Well, that's that's nice. You can start yeah. painting them. Yeah. Put yeah. some self can't get out of self. The toe yeah. can't get out of the toe. I was thinking of trying. You know how you got fingerless gloves. I was thinking of inventing toeless socks. You know, like people like for sure. fingerless. I, for sure, <laughs> definitely. I would be right on that. I think there's a lot of. Yeah. Good future for that, maybe. I yeah. don't want to see toeless socks pop up from anyone on this Zoom either. That's oh, my God. idea. Then Mike's recording this, so we know who came up with that. They're probably they're probably already like been toe cracking. <laughs> yeah, they're probably already been invented. <laughs> anyway, so thanks. One hand. Thanks yeah. What's the sound of one one hand clapping? <laughs> That's the Zen bitch slap. What's the hand? What's the sound of one hand slapping? Zen bitch slap. I <laughs> uh, hey, also, sorry, just quickly. Also, I do like to feel these days that I don't think that I was ever aware that I felt it before. Of uh, sometimes when I just go in the bathroom in the morning, like I think nearly everyone does, to brush their teeth and all that, I, I look in the mirror. And, and I get this feeling. It's just a beautiful feeling of something looking at what's in the mirror. And, okay. and, and I, I don't know what it is, but it, it's, just a, it's just a beautiful feeling that that's, that's not me sort of thing. Yeah. yeah. 
Great. And then that makes that makes that thing pretty funny, you know, pretty clearly. It's pretty funny. Yeah. Anyway, thanks, Paul. Thanks, everybody. Hey, my Peaky wants to have a meeting with your toes. <laughs> Come on, toe, let's go. I got a date to meet. Are you ready for John? I'm ready, yes. Who is it? John. Oh, John, yes. Oh, hey, that's me. Um, or not me, whatever. Uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> sorry, so uh, the... I just wanted to see so you mentioned the snake and the rope, which by the way, God read that fucking Shankara thing a million times. And I feel like this is the first time it actually made any goddamn sense to me. So okay. thank you. I mean, yeah. but yeah. so once I was at the beach, okay. And I found all sorts of crazy stuff wash up on the beach, but the one day I saw this snake wash up on the beach and I ran down the beach to see, it. I'm like, Oh my God, some dead snake washed up on the beach. And it was a banana peel. Mm. Yeah. And I don't know. It just felt like a, like the three like the three stooges version of the snake and the rope. And I don't know. I thought yeah. it was fine. But See, the thing is, you can believe it's a snake for as long as you want. It never makes it the rope. Eh? It's just the rope. It never makes it the snake. I mean, yeah. That's the yeah. This is one of the hits you have with with this message is that when it hits, it says it's it tells you it's always been this way. So all of the all of the living life, uh, you know, around snakes and shit like that, no matter how much meaning or how little meaning it, none of it actually mattered because the rope is the rope is the rope. I am that I am. Yes. Yeah. 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 Yeah, so yeah. I've had, these, I've had these moments where it would just it informed me that because I felt something uh, that was you know very cool, and then it just said, and it's you know it's always been this way. It's never not going to be this way. Now you're swimming on the in, at the surface, and there's a lot of shit going on. Yes, but basically you're held by the bottom. Yes. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So. Yeah. Yeah, thanks, bro. I'm happy to see you again. And uh, yeah, yeah take care of those bugs. I'm trying my very best. I, I know you are. I can see it. <laughs> I can see you probably brought a lot of spiders home and stuff. <laughs> I, yeah, no, I've always tried to talk. I've always tried to talk people out of killing them whenever it's possible. You know how many I inadvertently killed house painting? Oh, I would get a little paint and I'd spiders. I try to help them and I end up submerging them more. It was just, uh, yeah, it would ruin my day. Have you heard of No Mo May? Oh, I certainly have. Yeah. I just learned about I, that. I have tomorrow. I'm going to mow a little bit of my lawn, <laughs> but otherwise I haven't. It's No Mo mowing. Is it? No. Yeah, because so much of the insect population gets uh, doesn't get its its food. Because you know, so much acreage is devoted to lawns, and then those lawns are cut short before they develop their flowers and their height and stuff like that. Yes. So there's a suggestion: at least don't mow in May. It's oh, really? Most flowers exactly. have the energy to, but <laughs> but but like but yeah, I mean, there's just uh, a lot of insects that don't get their homes because of lawns and mowing them too short. 
You know, one of the easiest ways to get the message of the decimation of insects is to think of how much, how little bugs land in on your windshield now. Yeah. Remember the old days? When I mean, you didn't grow up in California, man, when I drove down I-5 when I was a teenager, all orange and you, you had to use your windshield wipers. Yes, now. Nothing, now. Yeah. And it's as if, you know, things that were there, as soon as they're gone a little while, they're just really seemingly completely forgotten. It blows your yeah. mind. Yeah. You see, that's one of the expenses we pay constantly remembering what we're not. Yeah. So much other shit has to be forgotten because we yeah. need every bit of energy to keep remembering what we're not. It's just amazing. Yeah, that, yeah that example is one of the most amazing. Yeah, it's, it's fucking so exhausting, you know, uh, whatever. Yeah. So anyone else, Mike? No. That's a pretty cool thing. Yeah. Today we took a bike ride in an area, not not many people. So all the grass was high and the, the wildflowers were unbelievable. Incredible here. This is the season. And it was just like massive colors mingled together yes and uh the birds were all surprised because not many people ride here and we'd always startle them and we went to these i know this one tree where they have eagle nests so we went there and the mother eagle made it obvious that we should leave <laughs> she started squawking she started squawking as soon as we got there and stopped as soon as we left yeah she must have had yeah, Novato near uh, Belmarine Keys, out past, you know, in the, there's all that flat land, which is uh, uh -huh. mostly used for growing some shit. Yeah. Yeah, it was beautiful. So, hey, anyone else? Mm, Kathy B, no video, but I see a hand. Here we go. Here she comes. Hello. Hi, Paul. Thank you for the, the talk. Um, I was wondering, you said that the perceived is not what's doing the perceiving yes but when when it comes to the the body i'm wondering how do i know that there is not something in my brain that allows my body to perceive the the boundaries well i would ask who is it that wants to know that There you are. You just appeared in the pause. And try to figure it out for yourself. It's that's a rabbit hole. <laughs> just sit, just you got we just had a pause. That's us. Yeah. You see, we wanted to move to the topic, but the one who's having the topic, we don't want to see. So who is it that wants to know? Yes, it's me. <laughs> Who is that me? It doesn't take long for its story to completely collapse. Like one second of pause, the whole shebang gets revealed. Yeah, there isn't one there. There isn't a me there. 
Yeah, you can't find it. It's not there. You can say it's the body, but that's not you. Yeah. Your brain may be used for something, but it's not coming up with any of it by itself. Yeah. You can have a perfect eye, and if you're dead, it's not seeing shit. If you transplanted that eye into someone who was alive, it would be seeing something. Yeah. That person could be brain dead, and yet they'd still be seeing something because consciousness was there. Yeah. The only thing that seeks a definition is another definition. You're not defined. Yeah. You're found out. That's what you are. Yeah. You can have a sense of it, but you're not going to get a definition of it. You're not going to get a composite drawing because it's going to look too much like you. Yeah, the you that you're not. Yeah. Just let a mystery be a mystery. Yeah. And when I say, the thing is, it doesn't matter if it's true or not. It's, it's what it triggers. So when you hear whatever can be perceived cannot be perceiving, it sure sounds like something about the, which is a huge assumption that the body has an ability to just got fucking negated. <laughs> and something arises and takes offense at that or something. There'll be a reaction to that. That's the value of it. The value of it is like that whistle will bring something out of the weeds and you'll see something finally. Instead of looking from it, you'll see it. Yeah. And that's the hope of you know, you get a glimpse of the emperor with no clothes, and then you see it as have, having no clothes when it's wearing tons of clothes. That's the message, yes? So, yes, the brain's doing it and not doing it. I don't care. Who is it that thinks they have a brain? Yeah, who is that? that? It's not the brain doing it, is it? If it is, somebody's there that has a brain, isn't it? Isn't there a feeling that there's somebody who has a brain? Somebody has these abilities. It's sort of like the idea of an ego. People sometimes call the ego as the, the clear recognition of the problem, let's say. But really, concerning an ego, there's a feeling that someone has one, and there's a feeling someone's lost one. What is that feeling of the someone that has an ego and the someone that lost an ego? What's that? Is that, a, is that the truth? Have you arrived at the truth? Or is that an assumption that there's someone there? Yeah. There's a sense of someone who has something and then someone who loses that same something. But you don't seem to lose the someone when you lose the ego, do you? I had a lady get in touch with me. Uh, she lost her ego, supposedly, but she said everyone else's ego was bothering the hell out of her. Yes? Who is that someone that was bothered the hell by the, all the other egos? It wasn't an ego. She had lost it. There was, there was a sense of someone who had lost the ego, but was being affected by everyone else's ego. That, to me, is what we're talking about. Yes? Are you that? Are you that assumption? 
Or is there something before that assumption? Are you before that you that was born? Are you there before that? Yeah. What sees, what sees the differences? What sees that there's a having of an ego and there's a losing of an ego? You would say this idea of me. Well, what sees the idea of you? Is that you? You as you're pictured? There's something that sees the idea of you, for sure. There's something that sees the sense of self, for sure. I would say it's before self. Unknown, indescribable, incomprehensible. To what? To self. Yeah? Let it be the unsuspected resource so it can do its job. Yeah? Because once you suspect it, you're going to give it a meaning. You'll give you that you're not is going to give it a meaning, going to name it something, going to define it, and going to neuter it. And then the something else will be seen as you, and it's going to lead you to wherever it wants to take you. Yeah. There's something else that something has made to be you. Yeah. Yeah. So. It's good when you have a question, ask who is it that has the question occasionally, because that's real where the real importance lies, not the question nor the answer, but the sense of being the one who got the answer and the one who has the question. That has more value, I see. Yeah. Sounds good. Thank you. Welcome. There's a lot more yards where you think things end and begin. There's a lot more space. Yeah. It's sort of like that story of the, it's a three walled room and you in it looking one way are playing the role of the fourth wall. Yeah. You see three walls and you're, you're playing the role of the fourth wall. If you actually looked, there's no wall. Yeah but we're playing the role of the fourth wall. We see this, 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 obviously similar to this, 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 yeah, but we're not, that's the beauty. So we question the fourth wall and we see there is no fourth wall. Instead of questioning the one, two, three walls from the fourth wall, we question the fourth wall. Yeah. And then you'll lose meaning in the one, two, three walls. Yeah. Yeah. One of the walls in that example is the door, the gateless gate, the open key. Yeah. It's you're playing the role of the toll man and the toll woman at the gateless gate. Yeah. Don't don't talk about the gate. Ask just talk about the existence of the toll keeper. There isn't one. You can walk right in. Yeah. So Thank you very much. Yeah, thank you. Esther just put her hand up. It's brighter tonight. It hasn't gone dark as fast. Summer's coming. Yes, all right, Esther. It was beautiful. Um, these talks are really, really helping. Um, today I decided to do the laundry and um, the uh, the tendency to have anxiety about whether or not to do the sheets, all of them, 
And I saw that that movement was, um, it, it wasn't, it, there just had to be a decision made. It didn't have to involve anxiety, whatever came up. But um, what, what you're saying, what you're describing tonight is exactly what seems to be happening that there's this um, seeing uh, of that it's, that it, it has nothing to do with me. And, and so there is traveling lighter. And then the idea came, came, you know, with this traveling lighter is that mean that um, if Alan were to die and my mother were to die and I was the only one left and all of that hypotheticalness. And then you described it tonight. You said like, who, who was interested in, in that train of thought? The, um, you're just traveling lighter and, and be grateful for that. And that's- Well, especially because you're all alive. Yeah. Yeah. Why not? Let's make that the hypothetical. <laughs> what? What, what if that? we were all alive and th that would mean I could feel free? Hey, I'm all alive. We're all alive. <laughs> yeah. Instead of the other hypotheticals, make what's actually happening the hypothetical. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> Instead of trying to av avoid the what's happening with a hypothetical. Mm -hmm. yeah. <laughs> what if I I'm completely okay and I can be free without merit and thought or effort and I don't have to earn fucking anything? What? What a lovely <laughs> hypothetical because that's the condition I'm in right now. <laughs> yes. yeah, but no. What if they're dead or they're deformed or fucking, but they're not, you know, come on. <laughs> it's like when I always, you know, my head would talk about, oh, you could be a professional surfer if you didn't get run over by the car. But I got run over by the car. That was the, the, the missing fact that was <laughs> made the entertaining absurd, so to speak. Yes. Yeah. So the fact is you're alive right now, seemingly. Eh? Yeah. Start with that. I I don't understand. You're alive. Start with that. And that which is anxious about the sheets isn't you. Thank God. Yeah, yeah thank God. Yeah. <laughs> Let it be anxious about sheets. Yeah, instead of like, you know, anxious about nuclear war or whatever. <laughs> Fucking just see it's not you. Start small and see where it takes you. <laughs> really? I mean... This is the beauty, all that stuff. Don't you believe all the stuff that you notice in the head? Could it, couldn't it be twisted for a different use? Instead of reinforcing what you're not, couldn't it be, it be used to negate what you're not? This is the message oh, of non-duality yeah. in a way. Using yeah. this, the same information, but in a different manner. Let it use it in a different way, not you using it. Let right. it be used in a different way. Instead of reinforcing something, let it negate the same thing. Precisely. Exactly. We're using duality to get out of duality. That's how you work, how it works. You don't try to get out of two-ness with the ultimate oneness. You negate the two-ness and you find out about the oneness. Yeah. So we're doing exactly what the head is doing, but putting a, another different twist on it. Instead of 
immediately like consenting to that's me that's that i don't want that to be all this fucking all these same reactions yeah from the, the from the program to sort of deny da, 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 da. we're just we're just giving it we're just changing the chip so to speak put this in and now when they're seeing of all the shit it's held with i'm not that fucking fucking great because and you know what it's gonna gain traction because it's true (laughs) that's the point why the other shit needs so much yapping to gain traction and repetition is because it's not true this is true it doesn't take that much it doesn't it can change hundreds and hundreds of megawatts of what nots going on with just one wattage of what's going on it doesn't have to match it with the same amount because it's based on a fact not on a fallacy yes there's power in the message already you don't give it you don't you don't have to put so much in you just hey i'm gonna finally you know you're greeting something all day you're greeting all this shit all day You're the greeter. It's almost like Dracula. It can't come in unless you invite it in. It can hover around and keep yapping, but you're the one that in a way consents. And that consent is, oh, it's about me. It's about me. It's about me. It's about me. It's about, it's about her, but in regards to me. Yeah. But it's like 50 me's, one or two others, but the others are always regarding me anyway. Yeah, so it's all I, me, mine. The other way is I'm not that. It's the same data, but what's going to collate it is going to come out with a completely different answer. That's what they talk about in The Course in Miracles. That's the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is saying I'm not that. It is. The head is saying it's all about me. The Holy Spirit, I'm not that. So you want to hear the spit this the language of the Holy Spirit? It's the language of negation. It's negating what you used to be the affirmation of. That's all it is. Duality. Tons of affirmation. Let's give a put in a little negation. It and that little negation goes a long way because what's being affirmed is not true. That's the whole point. What's being constantly affirmed is is what we call in recovery false evidence appearing real. Yeah. Now you're you're react, responding to the evidence, the factual evidence. Yeah. It's much lighter, much more disarming. You don't have to you don't have to rah 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 rah. Yeah. It echoes itself. You don't have to fucking yodel it along. Yeah. I don't know I'm telling you. It's completely different. So in the beginning, you hear this message. So you go, I'm not that. I'm not that. Maybe a couple of times a day. Maybe on a profound, like, you're always going to be a loser. Hey, wait a minute, man. I'm not that. You know, so it could be a big fish you see, and there's a negation, and suddenly, wow. There's a lot of little fish follow that big fish. When I the negation of the big fish, the little fish get they go somewhere else. Yeah. 
wow, a big chunk of my life has been restored to me. Okay, more. You're going to see it. You're going to see the fish in the aquarium. You are, no matter what. Watch your reaction. Is it consent or is it, wait a minute? Yeah, non-duality is trying to give you a pause and give you another way to react to that shit than just a nodding of your head consenting with all these outlandish ideas it tells you about you and what, it's just insane, isn't it? Yeah, many of us are living sentences based on a conviction in the head for fucking deeds and shit we never even did. And we're living out life like a sentence. A sentence, and we won't even try to get probation because we believe we fucking deserve it. Yeah? We, we lock ourselves in our own cell. They don't need gods and shit like that. Their head plays every role. This is about, this is the end of this, yes? See it as what it's not, and you'll find out what you are. Keep seeing it as, keep seeing yourself as that, you're going to be looking for what you are from what you're not. And I can hear it in people when they're looking for what they are from what they're not. And they're so fucking frustrated, and they're so, they're reading 13 hours of books, they're doing tons of shit. It ain't going to work. That's, actually, that's how it works by failing you. It will fail you. And that's where its true value will come out. Just like every savior is going to fail you because you don't need to be saved. That's how the, the greatest role of a savior is to fail you. So you get that idea out of the way. Yeah. And you stop throwing, trying to throw what your nature is onto someone else. Yeah. And then they'll always will fail you by doing something, quote unquote, human. Yeah. And then there it is. You've been exiled again. You're now living a 20 year sentence of an exiled spiritual seeker. I was with the master. I didn't recognize it. He's gone now. I'm fucked. No, you're not. Yeah. So, hey, thank you. Thank you. And you got Peter for Peter. This yeah. is the last one for Peter. Eh? Oops, but Andrew put his hand up because it said that. Oh, now it's down. <laughs> uh, Peter. Hi, I'll be quick. <laughs> don't worry, you don't have to be. I yeah, have no, no, an Adelaide I... girl right here. What's that, sorry? An Adelaide girl is here, Mia. Oh. Oh, so Mia's here too. Hi, Mia. Yeah. I, I don't have a question. I just want to turn you up. Sorry. What's, this, what's the question? I'm sorry. So I'm turning it up. Um, I just want to thank you. Um, this helps. Great. Yes. Yeah. It just takes me out of all the other stuff and brings me back somewhere, just reinforces everything. So you're not in a savory way, but thank you. And I have to go. So thank you. <laughs> Oh, great. Thank you, honey. Very much. Thank you. And that allowed Andrew to put his hand back up. That's a, that's a great description of what I hope to be as the uh, job. That's a job well done, so to speak. Yes. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. See thank you. you. Want to hear out, Andrew? Yes, of course. Yes. Where'd he go? Hey, Paul. Andrew. 
so how do you approach this without falling into a sense of helplessness? Like, ah, oh, sorry, my hand keeps, let me fix this. Um, Are you in a sense of hopelessness now or helplessness? I, I keep trying to fight it because um, well, then that's not a sense of help. That's not being in a sense of helplessness if you keep trying to fight it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But I get on the cusp of it and I have to like actively work myself out of it. Why? Um, why? Yes. <laughs> why do you want to have to work yourself out of it, out of helplessness? Maybe it, that's the key. Because it leads to dark thoughts thank that's great because then you'll see them not they're not yours at least you're not wanting to live if i go too deep into it of course it's always going to say that the head always has that that's like one of its aces in the deck yeah but I can see, I can see, uh, I can see that. I've watched that hand play many times in other people and in myself, but mostly other people I was close to. It's a sophistic way of, uh, you know, let's, I'll use an example with uh, a Ramana thing I read. And it came to a conclusion that the person wants to attain reality and then it gets to a certain point where it gets a very strong suspicion that it's the obstacle. It's the obstacle of attaining reality. So, okay. So now the way the mental logic sees it for you to attain reality, you're going to have to die. <laughs> yeah. That's totally bogus mental logic. Yeah. But this is what it does. So your spiritual seeking becomes completely cognitive dissonance because there's a, an aspect of you that wants to attain a reality. And then another aspect of us is completely sure that I have to die to attain reality. Do you think it's going to rush into the arms of reality? No. No. I just, exactly. I just mean in the sense of... Um trying to summarize it uh, so i have like stuff that comes up of uh, i think sometimes i i have psychological things that hijack this message and yes like like the aspects of myself like the um like my depression or whatever that says well if there's no me, then what's the point? You know, like that kind of stuff. Like, yes. And I'm trying to be observant about that, but it it kicks in. And see, yeah. All right. Can I say some one thing, Andrew? It's lending itself a lot of meaning there, because uh, there's there's been tons of purposes you've had without being a me. Yeah. There's. For you to have purpose, there doesn't need to be a me there. 
You've had, you've had a lot of purpose in your life and there has never been a me there. Yeah. So it's combining it's, it's survival with incredible amount of importance, but it's misconstrued literally. Yeah. But if you feel that way and you're outmatched, then you have to seek other help. I like the idea of service, especially people who have an, uh, an over magnified introspection and uh, sometimes non-duality will become a magnification of something and it will be unhealthy the way the head's using it. So service is a great way to get into a much more panoramic, free range type of feeling better. Yes. It's not like the, you know, the gunfight at the OK Corral one-on-one. -on -one. It's much more easier to feel a, a largeness and an availability. And it's not so threatening because you've lost interest in yourself. You've got making the soup or whatever it is at the kitchen or whatever. You're getting engaged in the activity. You're not taking time to listen to the head set up its little fucking this, therefore, that. Yeah. So I'm a big believer in service. Yeah. Very big. So, yeah. So if you have traits of depression and your heads will get into a morbid uh, 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 groove, uh, picking up a, a book is just going to be food for that, I think. You need to maybe do something with your feet. Yeah. Like take action. Yeah. yeah. I truly believe it because I've seen a lot. I've, I've watched this action figure and I've seen a lot of people in, in the pursuit of no pursuit and other things, non-duality. And the head obviously is going to claim whatever it gets, comes in contact with. And it will use non-duality to bring out the morbidity and the, uh, let's say, the nihilism, yeah, or if you want to call it, or the, uh... yeah, and it cannot be healthy for the action figure. And yeah. to me, that's, it gets too focused and it gets too thing. And to me, service is the easiest way of uh, opening that lens and uh, allowing other possibilities, not reading more about something that's being used to, fucking condense everything <laughs> it's yeah 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 so the other side of that is uh, there are goals i have and things like i want to do yeah and um even like personal work that i've been trying to do on myself and still want to do and at the same time i don't want to reinforce the seeking behavior and i guess i'm trying to find that fine line as well between I guess you uh, doing something is not going to reinforce the self, the seeking thing. It's being identified as the doer of the something that's going to re reinforce the seeking. You doing something doesn't reinforce the seeking. It's the identity of being the doer of it. Yeah. Is what reinforces the seeking. So if you're doing stuff that's bringing you joy and whatever, don't let this message get twisted to have you deny yourself that. Yes. This message is more like a warning. 
It's trying, it's going, it's telling you no matter what, the mental state is mechanically going to claim to be the one doing whatever you're doing. Yeah. It's not what you're doing that makes the doer. It's the identification as the doer, the mental state does with the doing. Yeah. So you can go ahead and do what is needed, what's bringing you relief and have this understanding. And before the thief runs away, you can catch the thief. Yeah. And the thief puts you down when the light comes on. Yeah. Yeah. So don't, you're not, this isn't about sacrifice and martyrdom. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. Like, the funny thing is, I heard this message. I used to surf a lot, boogie board. This message never stopped me from boogie boarding. <laughs> and I would boogie board every day as much as I could. And every time I came out of the water, I had a big fucking smile on my face. And uh, I never thought that, oh, I'm becoming a surfer too much. <laughs> I just didn't. Yeah, don't let some weird meaning giving of a philosophy uh, don't let it steal shit from you, really. Yeah. Thank you, Paul. Really. Yeah, just take care of yourself. Whatever is needed, ask for the guidance to see that. Don't... Uh, Non-duality isn't anything. It's living and sloppy and it, and it, you know, but I know it lends value to everything. So when things fail you, there's value in that. When they succeed, there's value in that. You are the value in everything. Yeah? And uh, the head will try to use this to make you, a, you know, you're sacrificing. It's so fucking crazy. Or I'm going to, I'm going to die or whatever. It's just, it gets really dramatic up there. And it's nice if you have someone you can run it by. And you'll probably, if you're with someone else, they'll laugh at it and then you'll laugh at it. Yeah. Because it's sort of funny. I know it can be deadly serious, but it's funny in some respects because it hasn't picked up a new skit. It's like a vaudevillian comic that hasn't changed its fucking show. It's just fucking, yeah. you know. I mean, I've heard it all. I've heard it here and I've heard it from others. Yeah. So, yeah. I'm with you, bro. And we're with you. And uh, get the help that's needed. Don't negate getting the help with this idea that you're not a person. That's not serving you. Just get the help you needed. Yeah. Yeah. And come here because we, we miss you if you don't come here. Okay. Thanks, Paul. You're welcome, my friend. Yeah. Thanks, Andrew. Yeah, thank you. Uh, no other hands showing. All right. Well, this is my favorite time, the goodbye time. All right. We got the down under. There he is. We got a couple of them. We're going to have a new corner. It's David's corner, and then we got a fucking Craig's corner. The Zoom isn't going to be big enough for all the Melbourne 
Melbourne corners here. All right, it's Craig May, my main man. My well, they're both my main men, David and Craig. Sherry, as always, pleasure. Marty, we're doing well with the clear volume, clear. Ah, yes. I've had a facelift. I'm hoping I look a little better. I get yeah, a facelift not, every not day. Really. Yeah, I know. It's hard. <laughs> hard to change that. Sounds good, though. <laughs> Put lipstick on a pig, I understand. But, but at least I can laugh about it. All right. Greg, Minneapolis. Hope you're traveling all right. Mike in LA. Nice to see you here. Esther. You know, the top, the clock is ticking. I'll be back there soon. Emerson, my long arm of Zen bitch slap. Yes. You'll get a tap on the shoulder and whack. Ah, you'll never see it coming. Emerson, nice to see you in Long Beach. Mike, as always, I'll see you. I'll talk to you, obviously. Well, I'll see you again a couple of times before I go. Dennis W. I've got a lot of shirts being made. Yes. I'm making a lot of shirts, Mike. Yama, and then the one with the, the lotus flower, the old that piece. Pretty nice. He doesn't seem that excited. I thought I told you to act excited when I tell you. <laughs> wait until I see it. You gotta act excited when I present the I merch. Wait till you get here and I wait until I see it. <laughs> when I present the merch. All right. So we'll try better on Saturday. <laughs> Dennis, nice to see you, Dennis. Thanks for sticking with us tonight. Anu, as always. What a glorious day. I got to see Anu twice. That's pretty good. Oh, we got ham and cheese, and now he has the refrigerator to keep the mayo. That's pretty good. What's going on, Paul? How you doing, man? I just want to say thank you again. Um, yeah. You know, I've, I've traveled light enough to uh, graduate from the community college, and I'm now uh, a student at the University of Arizona. So Fantastic, brother. Congratulations. You got a residence, everything. Great. Yeah, Great. yeah so everything worked out pretty good. It's because I travel lighter. Thank you very much. Really appreciate it. Great. And we got John, formerly known as Jed. Then back to John again. Yes. Alan O. You know what I'm gonna do, John K. Tonight, tonight, I'm gonna I'm gonna order uh, the teachings of a Wang Po on Amazon. So I hopefully will have it by Saturday. And then I'm going to read that part about Big M Mind. Yes? I'm gonna do it. I can't swear, but I have two people here that will hold me to it. I'm gonna get it. All right? You'll see, John. Just wait. Alan, oh, always a pleasure. Alan's coming up to uh, Sicily. That's gonna be nice. Kerry, he's going to Greece soon, I think for the wedding of his lovely daughter. Fantastic. You're gonna give her away, yes? That's your job? Yeah, great. Carolyn, nice to see you. John, Kathy, thanks for sticking in with us today. Pleasure to meet you, yeah. Nice to meet you too. 
Great. Yep. Andrew, nice to have you here. Yeah. Chris, Mammoth Lakes, always a pleasure. He's been sticking around us for a while. Nice to have him on board. The SS Bitch Lap, Zen Bitch Lap. Uh, I've got someone here I can't see. Hold on. I got to get this off. All right. Richard H. Hey, I just saw Richard. Yeah. That was nice, Paul. Nice to see you, bro. Has a phone. Has a phone. Has he? Oh, has he? Phone. Oh, it's Harry. I yeah. didn't recognize you. Your hair is. Uh... It's wet. I just got out of the, the shower. Oh, sorry. all right. It's wet. I thought, I thought you just got out of a dark retreat. Uh, always <laughs> every night <laughs> <laughs> give us a call tell us how the thing's going okay all right we got danny in california let me see who else we got here uh susan k my latte lady fletch john luna yeah i'll be looking forward to john i hope i get a chance to see you john back east we got uh, Christine Youngstrom, Miss Amelia, she's sitting right here. Lindy, Lindy had a beautiful share the other day. Wasn't that beautiful? Yes, very nice. Thank you, Lynn, for that. Uh, I think I've covered everyone. If I missed you, I apologize. I hope to see all of you again. Uh, the next meeting is 10.30 Pacific time tomorrow under the banner of recovery and then uh, Saturday. And I hope it's all on the website. And if you go there and a meeting you expect to be is not there, go to any meetings uh, Zoom code and we'll get you into that meeting. Yep, all right, thanks.